Welcome to BBC's weekly podcast. We hope you'll be inspired, challenged and encouraged by this week's speaker. For previous messages, go to our website at ballamvineyard.org or subscribe via iTunes or SoundCloud. So we're going to do some uh, prayer walks around Battersea in towards the end of July and August. We're going to have some more information evenings. And then from September, we're going to gather a launch team. And uh, so we'll uh, look out for your inboxes or in the BBC community. We'll, we'll keep you posted about what's, what's happening next. Okay. Um, I, uh, I've got about 1,300 words, which apparently is about 12 minutes, maybe 13 minutes. So uh, we'll see. We, over the next couple of months... Yeah, don't time me. Over the next couple of months, we are going to start a sort of a mini-series on, a summer series on looking at characters of the Bible. And we've asked a number of people to just pick a character. It doesn't have to be a, a hero of the faith, but pick a character and let's, uh, let's look into that. Um, I wanted to look briefly today at a person that I, I think has had a, a major influence on the New Testament. He's had more influence on the New Testament than we realize. His life is, is an example, and it's true as it's true today as it was when he was alive. It's a hidden man. It's a humble man. And he was a facilitator of other people's dreams, an encourager. And uh, so we're going to look at Barnabas. It's amazing, amazing. Barnabas, amazing. <laughs> Someone agrees with me. Um, I was going to look at Peter. Uh, but uh, that's probably why she's laughing at me. Um, I was going to look at Peter today, but I just felt God say, look at Barnabas, look, look at Barnabas. So we're going to read a couple of uh, stories about Barnabas. Well, the first one's in Acts 9, uh, verse 26, 28. Uh, I'm just going to read. Uh, words are on, the, are on the screen. When he ca- so this is about Barnabas. When he came to Jerusalem, he tried to... This is, sorry, this is Paul. This is Paul coming to Jerusalem after his Damascus experience, this massive conversion that he had to Jesus. So when Paul came to Jerusalem, he tried to join the disciples, but they were afraid of him, not believing that he was really a disciple. But Barnabas took him and brought him to the the apostles. He told them how Saul, on his journey, had seen the Lord and that the Lord had spoken to him and how in Damascus he had preached fearlessly in the name of Jesus. So Saul stayed with them and moved freely in Jerusalem, speaking boldly in the name of the Lord. And the next one in Acts 11. If you imagine the book of Acts, every chapter in the book of Acts is like a year. So this is, imagine this is a couple of years later in in Acts 11. Not got it there? It's the same one. Oh, that's good. That's good. Um, can you take out Acts 11? We'll, 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 look at, we'll look at that in a minute. Uh, words, words are powerful, aren't they? Words have influence. I, I used to run uh, anger management courses in prisons, and I would say to the, the guys in prison uh, that I've just spoken for about 10,000 words. And on average, men, men speak about 10,000 words. I, I would say it's more like 8,000 words, but it's about 10,000 words a day. On average, women speak about over 20,000 words a day. So I would, I would say to the, to the guys in prison that I've, I've done my 10,000 words. I'm off home. 
to, uh, to chat with my wife. And, um, and so that, that would be challenging for me as an introvert where I don't speak much. It, speaking in public is a, is a real challenge for me, being, being an introvert. But I know that words are powerful. All of us speak words, and so all of us have power. Proverbs 18 says, The tongue has power, has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat its fruits. So the Proverbs, Solomon here, he's telling us that what you say to others can transform someone's life for the good and, and the bad. And all of us have experienced that, haven't we? We've all experienced when people say something nice to us, but we've also experienced the other side as well. And I just want to propose that everyone is blessed if they have Barnabas, if they have a Barnabas in their lives. For Barnabas, his, his name means as an encourager. It was his nickname. It wasn't his real name given, given at birth. It was his nickname. Uh, Barnabas, he always saw the good side of people. He saw past their failures, and he saw their potential for good. Uh, it's amazing that we don't know Barnabas more. It's amazing that we don't preach about this man Barnabas. He played a major role in the early history of the church and a major role in the lives of people who, who wrote the New Testament. He seems like this obscure person, hidden person, and we don't know much about him compared to Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Paul, Peter. Uh, he was this man, Barnabas was this man behind the scenes who would encourage great men and women uh, to be all they could be. The, the, the first man that he encouraged was, was Paul. When Paul was, we read, that, read there, as Paul was first converted, he, people, the Christians were afraid of him. He'd been, if we know about Saul, he had been this brutal enemy of the Christian faith. He had arrested many of them. He had aided in many of the Christians' uh, deaths. And so in Jerusalem, the, the disciples obviously were, were fearful of him. The apostles were scared of this man Saul. And we read there, when, he, when, when Saul tried to come to Jerusalem, he tried to come to the disciples. He tried to talk with them. He tried to say, no, really, I've been dramatically converted. Jesus, who I've been pers persecuting, has changed me. He's transformed me. He wanted to, Paul wanted to be their friends, but you and I would be su suspicious. Imagine uh, some political leader who's been persecuting Christians. King, King Jong-un. King Jong-un. Imagine he walked in. Or a persecutor, someone in the, in the ISIS walked into church and pleaded, I've been converted by Jesus. Can I have the mic? We would be very suspicious, wouldn't we? <laughs> and so Paul, this was really strange for him. Uh, he wanted to be their friend, but he wanted, they were all really suspicious. But verse 27 says, who took him? Barnabas took him and brought him to the apostles. Barnabas believed in him and took him right to the top and made it clear that Paul was truly converted. And he was this great messenger of the Lord. And because of Barnabas, Paul was then able to speak freely and speak boldly about the faith. Uh, in, the, in Luke, we read at times Barnabas and Paul would be sent. Barnabas and Paul would be sent towards the, the, uh, towards the middle part of Acts. It suddenly shifted towards Paul and Barnabas would be, set, would be sent. Barnabas was the main character. He was the main leader. 
uh, Paul was just one of his mentees, one of his disciples. Uh, but there was this shift that, that Barnabas saw, and he said, no, I need to raise Paul up as this, this great leader. Barnabas was the friend that helped Paul overcome this bad image and become accepted in, in the faith. And so we read here in Acts 11, we see that the church of Jerusalem was sending Barnabas to Antioch. Let me just read it out. Sorry, I haven't written it down here. Uh, Acts 11, verse 23. I'm going to read a couple of verses. It's a fantastic bit of scripture. When he got there and witnessed for himself God's marvelous grace, he was enthused and overjoyed. He encouraged the believers to remain faithful and to cling to the Lord with passionate hearts. Barnabas was a good man, full of the spirit of holiness, and he, and he exuded a life of faith. And because of his ministry, even more crowds of people were brought to the Lord. I love this. I love this about Barnabas. Uh, I was thinking about death a couple of, couple of days ago, and what, what you'd want to say at your funeral. And this would be amazing. If, if, if people said this about you, Barnabas, Barnabas was a good man, a woman, full of the spirit of holiness. Imagine someone said that about you at your uh, eulogy. You were a good person. You were full of the, the holiness of the spirit. And he exuded a life of faith. I, that's me sold. That's something, that, that's something worth pursuing, isn't it? Being a good man, having the spirit of holiness inside of you and exuding a life of faith. That's, that's fantastic. People were coming to Christ under Barnabas' ministry. He was, he was the main man. He was sort of take, uh, a few of us were, were at Sean Bolt's uh, conference this last uh, couple of days, and this man was like a high-profile character in the kingdom of God. Barnabas, he could have had all the glory of this great work, but verse 25 says this, Barnabas left for Tarsus to find Saul and bring him back to Antioch. He kind of, he saw something in Saul, saw something in Paul that was greater that he, than he possessed. And he gave up some of his own ministry in order to promote and to encourage and to lift up and to support uh, this, this man Paul. Barnabas was the great encourager of Paul. Uh, and so I don't know what was going on on his mind at this time. Well, was he thinking, I need to just fade out the picture? Was he thinking, I need to go and settle down in, in the south coast and get a bungalow and just enjoy the, enjoy the sun? Should I just you know, write a couple of books and just settle down? We don't know what was going on with Barnabas here. All we know is that Barnabas went to get Paul. He went to get him and activate him into ministry. And so in Acts 13, the Holy Spirit told the church to send Barnabas and Paul on their first missionary journey. I, I don't have time to, to look at all of the different things that happened in, in that year, two years in Acts 13 and 14. But in, and in Acts 14, we have this account of their, their healing of a lame man in uh, Lystra. And the peop, this is what happened. The people were so amazed at this healing that they began to worship Barnabas as Zeus, and Paul as Zeus's messenger, uh, Hermes, I'm going to say. <laughs> People are nodding, so that, I think that was right. Uh, what we have here, and this is what I wanna, want to kind of leave with, Barnabas could have been a powerful man, 
building up his own following, but he didn't do it. He was an encourager of others. He had no ambition to be a big shot himself. He gave that up in order to encourage other people. And I, I want to propose no one comes closer to reflecting the true spirit of the gospel in the entire New Testament than Barnabas does. Barnabas wrote none of it, none of the New Testament, but he was the encourager of those who did. You can be great for the kingdom of God, not just by what you do, but by what, how you encourage others, by what you say to others. Barnabas made people feel big when they were feeling small. He made people feel hopeful when they had failed. He kept people going when others might have given up. To be an encourager is a great honor in the kingdom of God. He cared more about the fame and success of others than he did his own success and fame. The result is that his key friends were better known than him. So he, he is this obscure character because he, he saw the goodness and he saw the good in other people. But the whole family of God is richer because of Barnabas. Uh, we need to, I need to face the reality. We need to face the reality. Not everyone has this kind of personality. Being an introvert, uh, my, I forget my words are powerful. Uh, th throughout my childhood years, I would have people coming up to me and say, are you annoyed with me? Have I done something wrong? And um, that hasn't stopped, really. <laughs> <laughs> I have this kind of face which doesn't communicate uh, what's going on. But I forget my words. As an introvert, I forget my words are. Jesus is an extrovert. And, I for and my hope is, what's happening is that as I prepare these, uh, these talks, Jesus is transforming me. So if nothing else is happening, I know Jesus is transforming me as I, as I prepare. We need, to, we need to big people up not try and big ourselves up. We need to promote others rather than trying to... The pressure in London to promote yourself. And we can kind of get absorbed as this culture that it's up to me, it's up to me to, 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 to do this. I want to I just release the, uh, a, an encouragement that Barnabas had across all of us. It's really easy to see the, the dirt. I'm going to say the dirt. Uh, the dirt in others. It's really easy to see what other people's what, what's not going right for other people. It's really easy to criticize others. It's really easy to judge and to, to see people's past and their present as that's who they are. What Barnabas, what Barnabas did was he saw the goodness in Saul and he saw his future. He saw his preferred future and he didn't speak to him as of his past and his present he spoke to him and encouraged him based on his future, based on what God has purpose for, for people to do. And I, I just want to say to us, could we do that with other people? All of us need Barnabases in, in our lives. Why don't you be one for someone else? Stop waiting for other people to encourage you. Why don't we start encouraging other people? And I'm saying that to myself. I'm going to say that's only eight minutes. Uh, with Barnabas, every time you see him, every time you read about him, he's encouraging someone. 
right at the beginning of Acts, he sold all of his property and brought it to the apostles' feet to encourage them in the work of building the church. He was generous and gave to, the, to encourage. Uh, he was a, I can imagine him being a fantastic friend of everyone. Everyone loved Barnabas because he encouraged everyone. Okay. He was an extrovert. He was a people person. Not all Christians can be that way completely. But he represents the goal that we're moving towards. What I love about this, and this is, this is uh, where we'll land. Barnabas never held a man's past against him. And neither should we. So what? He, someone was a bloody tyrant in the past. So what? He hurt and killed innocent people, such as Paul. But Barnabas took him in as a friend and encouraged him to a better future. If someone can do that for Paul, we can do that for between us as a church, as a church community. At work, you could be a shining light at work just by encouraging someone at work rather than trying to put them down to get your own, your own step up the ladder. You could, you could encourage other people. People are desperate for encouragement. Desperate for encouragement. Others looked to Paul, to the past, and said how awful it was. But Barnabas looked to the future and said how awesome it was. So God, may, may you help us to be more like this encourager. If we want to be one church that has a big impact, we need to build big people. And I want to propose that being an encourager and honouring the goodness in other people and their preferred future is our gift to others. One way that you could build big people is by encouraging them. Or we can choose to carry on seeing the dirt in others. That's a choice. This is a choice that we have now. A choice to continue to see the dirt in others and talk about other people. Or we can make a choice to actually know we're going to encourage other people's past and present and see them from heaven's perspective. In our groups, or when we do healing on the streets, anyone that comes in for the first time, we want to pray and just ask God, how does God see them? How does, what's, what's their, what are they like from heaven's perspective? Before we get to know them, have our own judgment, we want to ask God, how does he see them? And uh, so that's what we're going to do. We're going to practice that. There are two ways we can do. So what we're going to do first is do a natural practice of encouraging someone. And um, uh, we're, going to, we're going to spend sort of two or three minutes. Just turn to your neighbor. If you know them, awesome. If you don't know them, this is your chance to find people that may be on their own, maybe sit, sitting on their own, or maybe, maybe not. And just say one thing that you like about them. It might be that what they're wearing, might be their their appearance, it might be just that you know them and you like what they, their character, it might be something that they've achieved, it might be something that they've done, it might be just the way they've persevered and pursued. Okay, so in two minutes, just turn where you are. Be on the lookout for people that aren't with someone. And you've got two minutes.
Okay, one, one more minute, one more minute, keep going. Okay, okay, let's, uh, let's come back. Let's come back, let's come back. Okay, okay, okay. Just shout out, just how did it feel? I know it's a bit contrived and some of us might have felt a bit awkward, but how did it feel to hear someone say something nice about you or encouraging about you? Just shout out. At the back, at the back. At the back. Yeah, shout out. Great and pleasant. Here. Amazing? No? Awesome. Wonderful. Warm. Great. Encouraging. Over here. How did it feel? How did it feel to hear that? Known. Yeah, known. Other people. A gift, yeah. Like a cuddle for your soul. That's great. That's really good. The root, the root word of encourage is, to play, is, is this description to place courage in someone else. When we encourage someone, we're placing courage for them. Life's hard. And so the way we can encourage each other is by placing encouragement and courage into them to face life, to face situations. A bit railing like that girl that just looked at the mirror. We placed courage that she can, she can do something. Okay. So, my, uh, your homework, your homework this week, is three times a day, do it for someone else. Morning, noon, and night. Just place, like a text, like a phone call. Um, your partner, your, your flatmate, your parents. Three times a day for the next week. 
And what we want to do is, is become an encourager. The, the best way to make and break, make habits is to intentionally do something again and again and again until it becomes part of who you are. Say, yes, teacher Steve. I'll do my homework. Great. Okay. So there's natural encouragement that we can do. I, I remember I was playing golf with someone, and uh, he was such a fantastic encourager. And we were playing uh, a four ball, and there was another guy, and he was terrible at golf. But every shot, this guy was like, that's a great, that's a great hit. He was trying to encourage him and try and encourage him. And, and halfway through the round, he just ended up saying, you've got great shoes. That's... <laughs> Because he just wanted to keep encouraging him, even though it was going. <laughs> Amazing encourager. Okay, so we have natural encouragement. What we want to do now is practice spiritual encouragement. And the Bible talks about prophecy as a great way to, to, to bring spiritual encouragement to other people. And so that's what we're going to practice. Prophecy is God coming to you with a word of promise about your destiny. God is saying, that's where I want you to go. But you won't get there unless you hear and use the tools I give you. And so prophecy, what, it, what it's about is speaking a preferred future over someone. And we use the phrases encouragement, comforting, and uh, edification when we, do, when we do prophecy. And so what we're going to do is we're going to practice. Uh, and I'm, they, they don't know I'm going to do this. Um, uh, God's pr uh, this is my last point. God's promises give us uh, what we need to, to, to fight some battles ourselves and to enter the promised lands of God's purposes ourselves. And so we're going to just practice prophecy. What I'm going to do is I'm going to ask a few people to come up and we're going to practice. So would, would you bear with us as we practice? Uh, well, how are we going to do this is we're going to just invite uh, just individuals that are around the room to stand. And we're going to just ask the Holy Spirit to give us some words that we don't know, some words that we would know, we'd have no idea. We haven't looked at your Facebook profile. We haven't sort of stalked your Instagram story. But we're just going to ask God, what does he want to say? What, and as, as we bring them up, what is the gold inside of you? And to kind of call that out. So, who should we ask? <laughs> Um, let's have Karen Hutch. Who else? Bruce. Is Bruce here? I don't think he's here. Ruth's here, though. Ruth, you can come up. <laughs> come up. Nick, would you come up? Yeah, great, great, great. Um, let me have a look around. Uh, oh, Josiah. Josiah, come up. Oh, and Pete, would you come up? I was thinking about you today, Pete. Okay. Now, we haven't primed them. Uh, this, this is awkward. Bear with us. God loves them. If you've worn a T-shirt which says, pick me, then uh, today's your lucky day. Otherwise, we're just going to ask, ask the Holy Spirit who, who he says. So these guys are going to look, and uh, it might be that the Holy Spirit will just highlight different, different people. And uh, we'll, we'll just go from there. Any questions? <laughs> okay. Um, 
Who wants to start? Does anyone want to start? Yeah, um, the lady, you're sitting just behind Tabby. I'm so sorry, I don't know your name. In the colourful top, yeah. What was your name? Eileen. Can you, are you okay to stand? Eileen. God just highlighted me to you. I don't know, do you like gardening? Do you like being out in nature? No, that's fine. Um, I feel like God was saying that he's, bur- he's bringing new life to you. I had a picture of you with a bunch of flowers, and he was saying that his, his, the way people pick the flowers, they go, um, there's a, a flower stall just near the station, and I always go, I love um, going and picking the flowers I enjoy from that, and I was reminded of that memory when I, when I looked at you, and I felt like God is saying he's picking you, and he's picked you, like, like people go and choose those flowers, and then he's putting you on display, and he's, he's bringing this, this, this life to you, like a, a flower will bloom when it's watered and it's, and it's um, taken care of. He's saying, I'm pruning you and I'm, 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 he's, he's the gardener in your life. And he's, um, he's tending to you and, and the hurt and the pain. And, and it's like the thorns are coming off and he's stripping off those things. And he's just creating this bunch of flowers, which he says, I want to put you on display because you were created to be seen and to be known. And that his delight is on you when he looks at you. So I bless you in the name of Jesus. Did, did that feel true? Did that feel true to you? Right. Awesome. It's great. Thank you so much. Married to a gardener. Great, great, great. Okay, who's next? We, we may not have anything. So there's no sort of pressure on us. We don't feel any pressure. We may, God might not be highlighting, but he might be. Um, Diego, I was looking, I saw a picture of you um, Oh, I guess, yeah, I guess you have to stand up. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes. Um, I just saw a picture of you playing guitar, and um, while you were playing guitar, there was, like, light coming off the strings and colored lights that was going and piercing people's hearts. Um, kind of like, it was like it started as a rainbow, but then split off. And um, it wasn't just um, what you were playing and the notes that you were doing, but it was actually coming from who you are. Um, and that there's so much more than just what you do with your instrument, but it's who you are and what you pour into that. Um, and God really sees your heart, and people see that too, and feel God's heart through you and what you're doing and how you worship. Um, I don't know your name, sorry, the man in the hat and the white t-shirt. Tony, would you mind standing up? Um, Are you a tradesman of some kind or do you run your own business? Oh, okay. I don't, kind of engineer, just, okay, cool. What do you design? (laughs) 
<laughs> Just get to know you. <laughs> what machine? Food sorting machine. Uh, well, um, I just saw that God um, said he was going to bless your business. I saw that you ran your own business and he said that you did something with trade. Um, well, he might have. That might have been me because you're not a tradesman. But um, that was me. But um, <laughs> practicing, guys. <laughs> no, I, I really felt like um, God showed me that you've made some decisions in your business over the years. Um, and there was character decisions, like decisions that made an impact on, on your character and that were moral decisions and they were made quite privately and in the secret place and not many people um, knew about them but they actually cost you a lot and God just wanted to say that he sees that and he sees what you've done in the secret place and there's blessing coming on your business and I heard the word retribution. I don't really know what that word means but um, maybe it means something that was kind of robbed from you or stolen from you is coming back and he's going to bless it and return it and he doesn't just return it um, as it was meant to be, he returns it in a hundredfold and I feel like you're meant to believe for a hundredfold, actually. Um, not just ten times or twenty times, but a hundred times over. And the other thing I saw him um, show me was that you're a real builder spiritually. You're a real builder in the kingdom. And you're the type of person that puts a lot of infrastructure around um, to actually create places for people to come and encounter God. And so I just want to bless that over you. Bless who you are in the spirit and um, just say keep building. So good. Who else is going to look on Amazon and look for an iPhone fan as well? <laughs> so good, so good. Anyone else? Uh, so that man here. So I've never met you before. Um, yeah. So what's your name? Danny, nice to meet you, Danny. Uh, so it's a great way to meet someone for the first time. This is awesome. <laughs> I'm Pete. Um, I just saw, when I was praying, I just saw a, a field. And at first I was hearing evangelist over you. But then the, the scripture I heard was that God gives seed to the sower. Uh, and I just believe that God's got your back. And where you're going to plant, he's saying, I'm going to give you the seeds to plant. It's not from your resources. It's not from your striving. It's Open your hand, I'll give it to you, and I'll plant it. So just go stand in the field, whatever that field is, somewhere. Yeah. Cool. Welcome. Great. So I'm um, Sarah Blakeney. Stand up, come on. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's less of something that I feel like God's given me for you right like now, but I was like watching you earlier and you were receiving from the Lord and it was just utterly beautiful. And I guess I just wanted to just encourage you in that, just in your journey and your, your heart for God is just beautiful. And I just see such light around you and your heart for others. And that, that passage, how beautiful are the feet of, the, of those who bring good news. And I just see that over you, Sarah, and you're just you're just a beautiful soul and you, your heart is huge and it just inspires me and I'm sure it inspires others here. So I just want to thank you and encourage you and bless you in that as you, as you, you know, take steps forwards and see what God's leading you into. So good. This is really good. 
Uh, I wonder with that guy in the glasses just here, could you stand up? Um, I was I was just praying this morning, and your uh, this is going to sound a bit weird. Your chair. I, I was just praying for you and praying for the person that was uh, on that chair. And so, um, are you are you together? Why don't you two stand up? Why don't you stand up? Um, I wrote some things down, and I'm just uh, just going to. I, 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 as I was praying, I saw the colour green and just green pastures and, and I had this impression of, of a kind of a Celtic emphasis on, on that chair on you. So I don't know if you're Irish, Scots, Welsh, anything like that. No. <laughs> it's all good. Um, but I, I, saw, I saw the, the Celts and the, the spirituality of the Celts, where they just were interceding and they were praying and they just came before God and they, they searched for thin places and they searched for places where the, the distance between heaven and earth was really, really close. And, and I just feel like, the, the, as I was praying for that chair, just the, the way you're searching for the right place and you're searching for, whether it's a geographical place, I don't know if you're moving or you're, uh, you're in this transition time, Well, we bless you. Uh, we bless you. And uh, just the, the old prayer, may God keep you. May God cause his face to shine upon you. And uh, I just saw where you've just been looking for roots and you've been looking for a place that is home, a place where you can belong. And uh, I just see there's something about both of you working together. There's heaven and uh, God, is, God is bringing this like thin place for you too whether you're searching for it, whether you've got prayer on you, whether there's something about interceding, whether you, you're thinking about prayer as a, as a, as a mandate from God. And uh, I just really see just the, that Celticness about, about you both is, uh, is going to do that. See, the Celtics, they, they then release something for, for England. They really, you know, what, what was happening in Wales and in Scotland and Ireland just helped the English faith to, to rise. And there's, there's something about uh, unity with your, with your families as well, just that God is going to bring you two to help um, any divisions in your family. I don't know if that makes any sense. But, yeah. but God bless you. God bless you. Anything else? Why don't we stand? Why don't we stand? And we're, just give these guys a round of applause. Just thank them. We, um, it is half past 12. If you do have children, would you help our team and just go and collect them and, and bring them back here? This is a kind of a formal end, but we're going to just carry on. What I'd like to do as we're worshipping, you can connect with God, but just have a look around. And uh, just begin practicing with your spiritual eyes how God sees people. And if you feel led to go and just tell someone, just go up to them and just say, there's gold inside of you. And this is how Jesus feels about you. Just keep it encouraging, keep it comforting, keep it edifying. But, but Jesus, we thank you for today. And uh, we release the spirit of encouragement, if there is one, the gift of encouragement. And we pray right now just that we would see people differently.
And in doing so, we would see ourselves differently. As you leave, just to encourage you to go and pick up that multi-site brochure, uh, answer any questions there. God bless you guys. God bless you. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. Tune in next week for another life-giving message from one of our BBC speakers.